0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDIC.
1: That lens, and wow. I'm thinking, Lord, give me the strategy, yep. the strength, the wisdom, and the unity with my husband. Yes, yes. To do this in such a way that our great great grandchildren, our great 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 grandchildren, know what it means to be a Nera, mm-hmm. and would carry in my perspective, like a biblical, uh, you know, anchoring in their soul, in their identity, yeah, because of who they are, right? Yes. And that's all, we're, we're building our family values through faith. Welcome to Growing With The Nearest Podcast, presented to you by Family Made Media. We are The Nearest, and our goal is to learn and grow with you in the areas of faith, purpose, and relationship.
0: Yes, how are you doing today, Sonia? I'm good. Good. I'm doing well. It's gonna be a good day today. I'm excited about this uh, podcast episode. I think we're really just kind of gonna be freestyling on this one a little bit. Um, we're gonna be talking about family values and this is something that is very important to both of us. Um, I feel like in this season, it's been very, very, very important. Sonya, you've had a real burden about this and about the formation of this. I feel like for us, it's been, um, I think we've written them down like uh, at a time. At some point, we wrote mm-hmm. them down. Yeah, we
1: did. Uh, <clears throat> I think you had us write them down on our second anniversary when we were in Cabo. Remember? Yes, we wrote some family brought, values down. You brought like notepads for us, and then you had questions that we would like talk about, go and write, and then one of those questions was about like what is your family values? Yes. And I remember we sat down. Do you remember this?
0: I do remember this in Cabo. Yep, with that. We a doubt. sat
1: down and then we went over each person, like what they had on their values, and we like circled the ones that were the same. Yep, and just like took those over, and then we discussed the ones that. Yep. Um. That uh, we ultimately agreed on all of them. Yes. But we had like a list of like <laughs> twenty things. Yeah. <laughs> and but we never really circled back around to it formally. Yeah. And narrowed down like. This is our family values. Yes, that's um, true. but that was a great first step and really powerful. And the way that you led our family in that was really cool. Do you feel like do you feel like it's harder to lead in that way in this season?
0: Uh, in family values?
1: No, like the way that you like planned that mm. and like really thought because there must have been great thought put into that activity. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think I, it was actually a recommendation of like a mentor or something hmm. like that to do that. Maybe it was Steve who, who gave probably me- Probably Steve. Yeah, probably Steve who gave me the recommendation to do that. But um, do I feel like it's hard in this season to do things like that? Mm, probably just because I'm focused on one thing. I'm a single-minded man in this season. Project acquisition. House. Of a house. <laughs> and so it's hard. It's, it's, I think it's like- like to think about other things has been pretty hard. Mm-hmm. It's been, because it's like, I'm so focused on ensuring and making sure that the process of the acquisition, you know, and building of the house is accomplished. And it kind of makes, makes thinking about other things hard, which is not, I don't think is a great thing by any means.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's not, it's not a put down. The The fact of the matter is, Yeah, I, if you didn't go on this journey of, you're doing so much. I'm doing like, I'm doing work for the house, but it's not, my work can't happen unless your work happens.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So, cause I'm just like <laughs> focusing on like aesthetics and like making, like yeah. making it a home, Yeah. right? You're getting me the land and the structure and I'm going to make yep, it a home and exactly. I can't do my part unless you do yours. So the fact of the matter is like what you're doing for the house is way more important. Hmm. Even though I'm just like, I'm doing all these spreadsheets Ah. (laughs) for every little thing we need to buy in our house and like you won't go look at couches with me. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. So I gotta I'm shifting my perspective. Amen. In Jesus name. That actually and and I have I do know this. Yeah. What you're doing is more important and that's just a fact.
0: Uh, They're both they're both important but mine's just important so that your work actually matters. (laughs) So I guess you yeah, you could say
1: mine's God. more important. No, I I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why did I give you that revelation? I should have just, just it to myself. I just get it.
0: No. But um it's a, it's important like I feel like, you know, I I am asking the Holy Spirit to help me in this season to like focus on things like family values and focus on things of that sort in this season even in the midst of being like laser focused on like all of the things that go into the to the purchase of a home. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm excited to have this conversation. I feel like you're going to have more to say right now on it than me. I mean, I'm sure I'll have things to say, but.
1: Do you remember a month or two ago when I was really bad at you? Mm. About regarding family values? Yes. Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember why? Do you want to like articulate that conversation? No, I
0: don't recall the whole conversation.
1: So I was really upset with Brian because the Lord... No, you said, this was actually, you put me on this journey. Mm. Because in this season, my work life has been just, it just has been so heavy. Yes. It's just been really, really heavy. Yeah. Um, It's gotten lighter, but right after having Zeke, six weeks after, which is like, I guess a normal number, but I don't think it's normal. Yeah. like I don't think that's normal. Like it's not normal to immediately be thrust back into like full time work. Yeah. Six weeks after you have a baby. Like that's just my opinion. And I think it's a little bit inhumane. (laughs) 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 I'm serious. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like I
1: still wasn't fully healed. Yes. Like seriously. Yeah. And so I was like carrying like I worked with Zeke. Yeah. So literally throughout the week and on the week and on at church on Sunday, and he would just be strapped to me. And like, it's really sweet, but it was also like so hard, yeah. like so difficult. It was so hard for me Mm. because it was such a dramatic difference between my first son and my second son. Like those experiences were just night and day. Like having Zayden, it was 2020. No one was out and about. No one was leaving anyway. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, we weren't going anywhere. And then, and I didn't
1: have a job at that time. I, I think I got, you know, I was hired... Eight months into, what was when Zayden was eight months. Yeah. Man, and that was so special. And so going back to work with Zeke, that was just really challenging. And then there was some like postpartum hormonal stuff yeah. that was going on that made it even harder. Yeah. But why am I saying this? So this season of work has just been heavy. Yeah. It's just been hard. Yeah. Really hard for me and one day one day Brian told me on our way home from work he was like you have to figure out a way to turn off work yeah and separate work from your life like like this is our life our life is our family yeah. work is not more important than that yes like this is the most this is a higher calling yeah. this is what's more important because what's convoluted for me is the the line of work that I do is ministry. And so it's not just like a nine to five. Mm-hmm. This is like, I feel like an assignment from God. Yes. So it's not like I'm just like punching in a clock. I actually feel like the Lord is asking me to do something. And that's why there's such a heavy burden. Yes. To like make sure it's taken care of and not just like clocking out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I was working like, Five, six, seven days a week. We started we started clocking our hours in the summer, which was freshly after Zeke was born.
0: Yeah. And I was working
1: like 47 hours a week. Yeah. Not healthy, not cool. And <laughs> on my side, on me, I didn't set those boundaries. Yeah. I could I could have just let the things that needed to get done just like not just not get them done. Yeah. Because it's I needed boundaries. Yeah. So you really encouraged me and it, and it shot me into this like awakening experience yeah. that the Lord's not going to be upset with me if I turn off work because yeah. I view it as like a heavenly assignment, right? Yeah. He's not going to be upset with me. As a matter of fact, he really wants me to prioritize family, like mm. just as much energy as I put into planning for my job. Mm-hmm. I need to put just as much time and energy and planning for my family, and I'm mm-hmm, not just mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. about like groceries and like like practical stuff that moms do. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like at the end of at the end of my children's time with me when they're 18, right? Maybe in my house, potentially, mm-hmm. right? If we go with what culture is in America, right? When you're 18, you leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't really want that. I want them to stay longer. <laughs> but what do I need them to know about who they are? Mm. Well, that's gonna, take a, that's gonna take some reverse engineering, Yeah. right? So right now in, at work, I've been working on a curriculum track for a kids ministry program. And the questions that I've been asking to, to launch us into building is, if a child shows up in our ministry starting at babies, and leaves this ministry because they literally no longer, there's no more grades for them to attend, right? So they graduate high school. What do we need them to take away? What is the holistic picture of what the Lord needs to be instilled into them? Yeah. In our part. Mm. So then we're reverse engineering, literally by year, all the way down to each Sunday, what lessons need to be taught Mm. over the duration of their life, right? In this season with us. And so the Lord birthed, because of you actually, he birthed this passion and like my strategic gifting that I have to like build and think through things. How, what does it mean to be a Neera? Mm. What does it, if, if I were to ask my kids, what does it mean to be a neera they need to be able to tell me what do i need them to tell me what are the phrases that they need to hear me say over their whole life yeah like what do i need to instill in myself and start implementing strategically that they always hear neeras are kind
0: yeah it's good
1: neeras protect their protectors yeah if they if someone is in danger you step up and you help it's like What does it mean to be a Nira? And just, and what does it mean to be a man in our household? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Yeah. And so, I, the Brian actually asked me that question that thrust me into that process. And then I started getting mad at him because he was in the same place that I was. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, why are you not leading our family and like setting dates for family values? (laughs) It's like family value meetings. Like I need you to set times and prioritize our family values. Mm. And I remember he said on on the card when we were having this conversation, because I was just so passionate about how important this is. Because I was like, our sons need to know what it is to be an era. Mm. And I remember I laughed. He said, Brian said, if you schedule the meeting, I will be there, honey. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry, I just don't have capacity in this season to schedule these family values meetings mm. that you're wanting. Yeah. But like, I will show up, I will be there. Can yes. you take the point on this? Yes. In this season, will you just schedule the meetings and I will be <laughs> there?
0: <laughs> and
1: I appreciate you, babe. Yes. Because anything, I'm humbling myself. Yes. Yes anything that we talk about mm-hmm. when it comes to like initiative for family values yes it's at, it's not true that i'm taking initiative mm-hmm. you sh- you changed my perspective to lead me down this path yes so it's all just a fruit from you leading me and i've it's kind of like i'm your ra i'm just like your research assistant mm-hmm. and i've like gone out read all this stuff got inspired and like presented it to you to like make decisions and yes that's really cool.
0: Yes, Amen. I love that. So, for people who are listening to this podcast, like, and and are not familiar with the process of creating family values, like, I think it's important for us to start from like the ground level and be like, okay, what are family values? Like, what is a value within the context of family? Like, what does that even mean?
1: Yeah, I'm looking up what a value is. Hmm. What is a value?
0: I feel like my connotative de- definition of value is something that upholds um, something that upholds a standard.
1: Yeah. So value, the, according to the New Oxford American Dictionary, mm. is a person's principles or standards of behavior. Nice. And I think that's Principles right. Principles
0: or standards of behavior. behavior. So
1: it's like that's the stand. So what's yeah. the standard in our family? But yeah. not just some like arbitrary thought. Yeah. Like what is implemented via behavior, like our behavior. This is what Nira's do. Yeah. This is who we are. Yeah. Like this, it's demonstrated in. It fleshes itself out. It's not just like a plaque in our, on our wall.
0: Yes, there's an outworking to the value. Yeah. There's a reason, you know, because ultimately a value is a value to uphold to uphold a something. A value can also be, it also can be like said that a value is a pillar. And that pillar upholds, like for the family, it upholds the family, it upholds the family line, the family tradition. It upholds the family name in order for it to be carried on through generations. And so I think it's really important that we're having this conversation because, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people are thinking like that, who are thinking generationally like, what values and pillars do I have that are going to uphold our family's integrity and our family's, uh, our family's name through the generations?
1: Mm-hmm. I love that we're both wearing pink. <laughs> nice I just shit. noticed that. Yes um yeah do you remember that podcast that you were telling me about that you listened to about what this gentleman did for his family Mm -hmm. at like age was it age eight
0: well it was essentially the podcast was um it was a ben greenfield podcast Uh, I, i don't recall the gentleman's name but the the gentleman's name who he was interviewing, but the gentleman had a company that helped families essentially create values and then also create um, essentially um, totems that would allow them to totems that are passed on from generation to generation. So like they would create a monogram, a family logo, uh, you know, apparel for the family. They would create a family um, of like a, a family mission statement value statement and then they would also do family traditions.
1: I'm obsessed with yeah. that. Yeah.
0: They would do family traditions that could be passed on from generation to generation. Yeah. And so it was a really is a really cool thing and I think one of the biggest things I took away from that podcast was the intentionality that it takes to create strong family values. Yeah. Like strong family values don't just happen. They don't just happen on purpose. And so like with that I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. What were your family values growing up?
1: Um, and they may not like.
0: W- they weren't spoken. Exactly. They were yeah, yeah, I was going to preface that. And so
1: I think that our family value was definitely like gathering. Mm. Gathering. So. And holidays, it's like an unspoken, unspoken thing. Like, you come to ho- the holiday. Gotcha. And, so, like, so much so, like, everybody comes consistently. Yeah. I could tell you exactly who's gonna be there. You so, know? like, and togetherness. People, and people travel. Yeah. Together. People travel the value. from like multiple states away. Yeah. To gather.
0: And you wanna know what? I've seen that in your family. Yeah, it's cool. And it's kinda like. It's pretty cool. It's kinda. It was weird for me at first. Really? Cause I was like, wow. They're all coming together, mm. and it's like you know.
1: I don't know if they all like each other, but they're all coming together. No, it and this—that's the thing. Like <laughs> the family dynamic doesn't matter exactly. Like the yeah, value the of value. our family is we are getting together. Yeah,
0: togetherness is a value. We
1: are coming together, and
0: it's not just nuclear. Like we have to make that very clear. Like oh. talk about talk about. Yeah, holidays. it's not
1: just like <laughs> my mom and my siblings. No, it's not like we have a value family gathering there. It's like no the entire extended family it we all gather so when we'll say there's christmas my aunt and all of her kids and all of their kids come and gather all of my aunts and all their kids so there's plus my family plus my grandparents um and so i would say cuz we've outgrown one house just because the family's gotten older and so every, Children are having children. Yeah. You know? So, oh, yeah. So, because whenever we used to, whenever I was younger, it was obviously less because it was just me and the cousins. Well, we've all grown up. We're all adults now and we all have kids. Yeah. Like everybody has at least one child oh, up to four everybody, kids. Everybody does. And so That's when we crazy. gather, there's like 30 kids. Oh, There's yeah. literally 24 kids because I do crafts for them. There's 24 kids,
0: mm-hmm. 24 children, 24 kids,
1: 24, yeah, 24 kids. And then um, you obviously have my aunt. You obviously have all, all the adults. You have like 30 adults, 30
0: adults, yeah,
1: 30 adults, 24 kids. So it's like about it's about 50 people. Oh yeah, and it's deep. not like 50 people it's not like it's like a mansion. You know, no, it's a like nice in a house. Little house in it's a beautiful Kansas. house, but. It's just special. It's just really, 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 really special. And I couldn't be more honored and proud to be a part of a family that, like, we gather.
0: Yeah. 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 I think your family, like, I think your family has a huge, like, because I think it's gathering slash togetherness.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because
0: I think, like togetherness is the high like gathering is the outworking of the value of togetherness.
1: Absolutely.
0: That you guys have as a family and yeah. oh I can without a doubt like see that as a family value that you guys had. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I think the highest value in our family was faith. Mm-hmm. Easily. Faith was the and, and and so the outworking of that value in our family yeah. was you know, like we literally read the Bible through five times together as a family from front to back. And then and we would always I mean, every weekend we'd be at church multiple times. And then as a, at the beginning of the year as a family, we would it was tradition to fast at the beginning of the year, which is a tradition we have. as. a How like our, young our would families. you fast? Oh, man, we start fasting seven years old. Really? Six, seven years old. I mean, we would be fasting something. You know, to like, you know, from when we got up until like three o'clock and we go and pray at church and like, you know, faith was a gigantic value. And I think faith was the preeminent, predominant value in our family.
1: Was there any other values that you can see off the top of your head?
0: Yes. I think that these were unspoken. These were never said because we never had a moment in our family where we were like, okay, we're coming together because we're going to talk about our values. Yeah. It was like our values were pretty much unspoken. And I think I would say that's
1: probably primarily most families. Oh, most
0: families. It's not as overt. I think another one was just um, another value that we had that was kind of unspoken was um, I don't know if like, I think integrity, Mm. being integral. Uh, being integral was very 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 important.
1: I think I know another one. Mm. Kindness.
0: Oh yeah, def- definitely kindness. Kindness and I was going to think of another high one in our family, generosity. Yeah. Generosity was a ver- a huge was a huge value that we had in our family.
1: That's so special.
0: Um I remember like even like going up and stuff we would have um, you know, we would have people come over on the weekends, and my parents would just feed them and feed them and then anytime there was an african like an African missionary or African family that would come to the United States, you know my parents would always if they were coming through Tulsa, they would without a doubt come to our house, yeah, for a meal yeah. and then my parents would give them money, even if it was like twenty bucks, that's all they had they would give them they would give them twenty dollars
1: that's so special. or something
0: like that, you know
1: your family's very special.
0: Yes, thank
1: very you. Very special and I think I think your family is a great example that you don't have to necessarily verbalize your values cuz surely more, surely things are more caught than taught. Yeah. Right? But Yep. I feel really passionate about verbalizing our values to our oh, kids. Oh, they're
0: so important.
1: Because I just think that verbalization Is an indicator of is kind of synonymous synonymous with intentionality, in my opinion, and I feel like the Lord has been dealing with me so much about intentionality um, and what it produces. Like He's been talking to me about if you are not intentional, you are lucky if you get average outcomes.
0: Oh, that's so good. You're
1: lucky if you get average outcomes. Mm -hmm. Like. The default without intentionality will always be, in my opinion, subpar. Oh, yeah. And so if you want more than subpar for your life, and I think most people genuinely do, Mm. they just don't have intentionality in some areas. And so the default produces what for them? Subpar.
0: Exactly. Right? And
1: so I just believe most families want to have remarkable values but don't have the intentionality behind formulating them and then implementing them yeah. with intentionality. Yeah. And so and so, there's things that develop within their family that just because of default, there was no intentionality or direction. Yeah. Maybe values that they wouldn't have wanted.
0: The, I think that the way that I'm seeing it right now in my head is like it's so important to write down family values into even like canonize them to an extent. I mean, I think that they can like without a doubt change through the years, not like entirely change, but change through the years. But going through the process of writing them down, of putting them in a way, in a form and in a fashion that allows it to be passed from generation to That's generation. Right. Because it's almost, if you don't, then it's almost like telephone. Yeah. Because it's like That's each right. generation kind of gets to interpret what the family values are to them, because it's like That's this is the so fact of the matter. If you ask my brother and my sisters, they may have a completely different answer to than me as to what our family values were. Yeah, you know what I mean, because you know we didn't specifically go through the process of naming what our naming what our values were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even yeah. as a vision, even as the Bible talks about writing the vision down and making it plain, I think the same, you know, for values, you know, writing the vision, writing your values down and making them plain allows then from generation to generation there to be a, an accountability system that keeps the family unit tethered to the vision of like the family uh, patriarchs and matriarchs and people who, you know, went through the hard work of yeah. establishing yep. those family values. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I watched a podcast by Craig Groeschel. I'll have yeah. to put on my glasses. I watched a podcast by Craig Groeschel. Actually, Brian and I both watched his podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both Powerful. See. He's a remarkable uh, leader. Leader, pastor. Leader, leader and pastor. But absolutely. specifically, his leadership content is remarkable. It's amazing. And um, so it was the podcast on the most important mindset you need to succeed. And he talked about a generational mindset. Yes. And he talked about how if you're the first generation of something, um, you're the owners. If you're yeah. a part of something, you're gen two. Mm-hmm. If you're gen two, like you're part of something in our the second generation, you're the protectors. If you're a part of something in the third generation, you're the inheritors. So mm. what does that mean? So like right now, Brian and I want to be we want to start, we want to be generation one of what it means to be a Nera of these specific values. Family
0: values, yes. Right.
1: So so us for our kids, like we're generation we're generation one. Yeah. We're the owner. So we're starting it. Our children to carry the NIRA values would be generation two, the protectors. So the protectors of that those values. Yeah. And generation three would be our grandchildren, mm. and they would be the inherit inheritors. Nice. And he goes through and he talks about Like the struggles of each generation. Yeah, and he pretty much because he's putting this through the lens of leadership, and he's like, hey, he's like, hey, statistics show that if you're generation one leading something, Mm -hmm. could be anything. He's talking the context of organization, but this applies to family. If you're generation one of of leading something, it's statistics shows that it's highly unlikely it's gonna pass. It's gonna live past three generations. Wow. It's you you have statistics against you that this thing wow. that you're leading right now is actually gonna live past three generations.
0: Wow. So wow.
1: like, and, and when I was listening to this, I'm thinking, I genuinely, honestly, was thinking about our family. Yeah. And I was like, so you mean to tell me, I'm, statistics show that I work so hard to instill like a family value system into my kids. like a, you know, being men of honor, like for them to know these things and carry it yeah. and to speak it that it is unlikely statistically that my grandchildren will catch on to it. Wow. right? So he was talking about, he said doesn't have to be this way that he kept saying that in the podcast. Even though statistics say this, it doesn't have to be this way. Yes. And so I that's ca- so good. I was listening from that lens and wow. I'm thinking, "Lord, give me the strategy, yep. the strength, the wisdom and the unity with my husband." Yes, yes. To do this in such a way that our great great grandchildren, our great 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 grandchildren know what it means to be a Nera mm-hmm. and would carry in my perspective like a biblical uh you know anchoring in their soul in their identity yeah because of who they are right yes. and that's all we're we're building our family values through faith like yes. we're building our family values through faith and what yeah. the bible has called us to do and be um and i want that for my great great grandchildren yes like i want that for them amen and i think we need a crest we need a logo yeah. we need merch it like
0: yeah. Those things aren't I'm so excited to go through. We <laughs> haven't gone through that process yet. It's something that we're going to be doing. I feel like that pro- I want to start that process now, but I really feel like it's going to be like really exciting as we get into our new home. Yeah. And like, you know, it'll be like our first property yeah. that we have the opportunity to like, to establish to establish family values and then have like a plaque somewhere with our family values or, or, or whatever we want to have. You know, somewhere that has our family values stated so clearly that like, our, our boys are able to regurgitate it as young kids. Like yep. this is what it means to be a near a nearer boy is generous, a nearer boy is kind, a nearer boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Type deal. I'm so excited yes. to do the to do the hard work of that. But going back to what he was talking about for the generational thing, um, I think that one of the things he said in that podcast is that oftentimes, like what keeps what keeps um, what holds back generation oneers is their ability to change. Mm. And I think that it's so important within the context of creating family, family values that you're constantly revisiting them to ensure that your actions are backing them up. That's right. You know what I mean? Because if you just have values that are stated, but there's no outworking of those values, then it literally just becomes jargon. Yeah. It just becomes jargon that is used. And that's when generation two and generation three become cynical towards what generation one is doing and is trying to build because they're like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're telling me that these are our values, but all of your actions speak of something different. So I don't want to follow that. I'm not going to continue. I'm not going to keep that up. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do is I'm going to become a gen oneer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna gonna, because, I'm, gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna start this. I'm gonna start my this own over. values. Yep.
0: and I'm gonna create my own what whatever I want. Yeah. The Bible talks about in uh, I believe it's in Joshua. I might be wrong, um, but it talks about the Israelites. And after the Israelites had gone through the wilderness, after the Israelites had fought foes in entry as they entered into the promised land. And, as, and once they finally found peace, it says that a generation later, there was a generation who did not know God.
1: One generation.
0: One generation later. One. They did not know God. And then we so obviously, if you go further into scripture and into the Old Testament, you get into the book of Judges where it's like, I mean, there was lawlessness and they did not know who God was. And I think it was, and even though they had built memorials, and even though they had done all these things to try and uphold, to try and uphold like their their, their faith and try and uphold the standard of faith, the standard, the value of faith that they had, somewhere along the line, their actions stopped backing up their value for faith. And the generations stopped believing in the value that they had to the point that they didn't know him anymore. It literally talks about there was a generation that the generation did not know God. Yeah. And it was like one generation removed from yeah. the wilderness. It's
1: like, that's not long at all. Yeah. It's not long.
0: And yeah. so it is so incumbent upon us as we're building our family values to get very sober. Yeah. And, and allow the family values to be very sobering for you.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, are these things that you are assigning to your family, generosity, kindness, integrity, um, connectedness, yeah. togetherness, yeah. Um, whatever they may be, like we can go through the whole respect, yeah. uh, perseverance. Yeah. Are you actually wor- working these things out? Yeah. Are absolutely. these actually things that your kids are able to see on a daily basis? But yeah. I think the cool thing about values is this: values get to become an accountability partner for
1: you. Absolutely, absolutely. I was that I was literally just thinking, okay. I want my kids to see me repent from this angle.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, you know, our family value is kindness. Yes. Um, And that family value is because scripture calls that a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was not very kind. Yeah. And I want to repent.
0: Exactly. And
1: I want to say, I'm sorry. Wow. You know, like what if. That's powerful. Like what if they saw that in action. Obviously they're going to see me be kind. Yeah. But what happens when I don't uphold a family value? Yes. Like I want to be able to state, oh, you know, I'm a Neera. Yeah. And Neera's are kind. Yep. Because we believe the word of God mm-hmm. tells us it honors God when we're kind. Yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. Please forgive me. It's like, I think that would shape a child remarkably.
0: Without a doubt. Because it becomes a tool for raising a child. Yeah. It becomes a tool for discipling a child into the human being that you want them to become. Yeah. Which is the job of a parent. Yeah. Is to disciple them. We, we we don't dis- subscribe to that kids can be their own, you know. No, absolutely not. Eggs, nah. <laughs> <Eggs> <laughs> no,
1: absolutely not. Nah, I don't, don't think kids do need any. to, make their, nah, to make their own decisions. There's a reason why the Lord gave parent He created this dynamic yeah. for parents to raise children. Yeah. And bless God. Yeah. I love what you said, Brian, earlier. You talked about like it can't just be verbal, it has to be an action. So like there's layers to this. Like family values are going to be present no matter what. Oh yeah. Right? And so there's like a non-verbal layer, right? Yeah. So like if you're phase 1 in family values, like cuz they're already happening is non-verbal. Yeah. Right? So these are non-verbal family yeah. values and some some families they don't go to the next layer which is uh communication, verbalizing that. Yeah. So they never they never communicate the family values, so you're just in stage 1, you're just like You stay there. You're just non it's like not communicated family values. Mm-hmm. The le- next layer is communicated. Yes, come on. This is our family values. Yep. This is what we do. But if you just stay in this phase, this is no real action plan to back up and support what you're saying verbally. I think the next phase is verbal and action. Yep. Right? So communication and action. And I think that if we could partner... And pair, verbal and action, that is like dynamite. I think it's dynamite. And I think that's when you can create such a strong family unit. Yeah. That something that impacts the world. And I really mean that. Yeah. Because so how a family goes, so the city goes, how the city goes, so the state goes, how the state goes, so the the nation goes, how the nation goes, so goes the world. So it's like. That's good. If the. If the family unit can be remarkably strong, then the city will be strong. Yeah. The community will be strong. The state will be strong. And I just, I believe that. I really believe it with all of my heart. And so, yeah, I just think there's layers. And yeah. I just want to be at the top tier. Oh, me too. I want to be at the top tier. Me I too. really do. Me too. And it's not so like the nearest can be better than everybody else. Like that's no. not what I care about. I don't care about that. So we could
0: be the best nearest we can be. So
1: that we can be the high, We can be and reach the fullest capacity that we have. And I want every person to be able to reach that place if they so desire. That's yeah. why we're talking about it. We're not yeah. talking about it because we want you to feel bad because you don't have like this master plan for your family. It's like no. I just want you to know that if you wanted to go the next level. Like our family's talking about it. Yeah. We've not gone there yet. I think we're we're still in like verbal
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, like, because we yeah, communicate. We're, 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 we're in verbal land. Yeah,
1: we're in verbal land. But We've I think not it's cool con- that we, we're, like,
0: we're writing ourselves for the journey of going from verbal uh, from, from verbal to, like, I think there may be four levels. Yeah, tell me. Non communicate, uh, co- uh, what did we say the first one was? Nonverbal? Yeah, nonverbal. Verbal. Yeah. And then the next level, I think, is written. And then from written, you go to executed and like yeah. the outworkings of yeah. it. So
1: verbal and action.
0: Verbal, and, verbal, written action. action. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that that's like, I think that those, like, if there were four levels, like, if we were gonna put it in a picture, I think that that's what those we four levels are. We should write a book. Yeah, we those should. Those are four chapters. The four levels of the First four chapters, of family the introdu-
1: introduction in our story copyright
0: have- that it's copyrighted right <laughs> now in the name of Jesus Copyright <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. cut it cut it <laughs> don't be that you're in still I steal my idea if you do I'll come and get you Just no I don't <laughs> care that's so funny this is what I was gonna say something else I was gonna say you need to also be careful and cognizant of the negative family values that you are um, that you are working out does that make sense let me explain it a little bit more yeah
1: I mean to you to for you to be intentional when you see a, a nonverbal family value that's not producing fruit that's that not you producing want. Good then fruit. it needs to be pruned.
0: Shame. You know, Ish. performance. Yeah. Needing to perform to be loved. Um, what are some other things that you see that you see families like negative values that families commonly have that, you know, may not be written but are definitely existent within the within their structure. Maybe we even look at our own families. I don't know, is that disrespectful? <laughs> what are some things? I can I can, I can name one.
1: Nah. I'm Let me la- I'm gonna honor my I'm single. I'ma I'm lame. My parents still listen to this podcast. My single. So, my- <laughs> yeah, <just kidding.
0: laughs> and and this is not even my parents' fault. I think it's more cultural than anything. But growing up, um, I think a negative value that we had is, and this isn't the actual name of the value, but this is like the outworking. Um we didn't communicate our feelings. Mm. So I guess we didn't have a value for openness. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like we didn't ever communicate. The only only thing we ever communicated was like kind of, you know, good things. Yeah, so you didn't have a
1: value for like for being able to say something that was negative.
0: Exactly. Or, or just like express our emotions. Yeah. Expressing our emotions. We were never, we never had a grid or value for that in, in our family. Mm. And so I feel like it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't super detrimental. I mean, I definitely see some of the outworkings within the context of my family as a whole. And I know within the context of my relationship with my wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I am still working on the fact that, like,
1: <laughs> not, I mean, I'm just working that. on the fact that unpack it's like,
0: it. it's hard for me to, like, open up and share my emotions.
1: Yeah. Could you feel, do you feel like you're, do you feel like you're sinning when you say, like, communicate something negative?
0: I don't think that I'm sinning. I just don't think that I have a cognitive dissonance within me that doesn't allow me to, that doesn't allow, it's not, like, my first inclination. And I think that's good on some areas, but it's not good within the context of my marriage. Because mm. it's like, I need to be able to openly share the way that I'm feeling with my wife in a way that I don't feel ashamed about. And also, like, one of the outworkings is that it's easy for me, like, when, when you're, like, opening up your heart to me about something that's not positive, it's easy for me to be like, you just need to get more positive about it. You need to be more optimistic <laughs> about that. You know what I mean? But like yeah. in our in our family, one of the values that I wanna have is openness.
1: Yeah. Well I mean honesty, yeah, transparency. Yeah, and that's why the this the strategy and the tools to properly like form your family is so important because we could say, Oh, we have a value for openness, and then really you've just created a space for People to just vomit and complain. Yeah. Well, but that's not actually the value. Yeah. The value is we we value honest, authentic communication. Yeah. Unto perseverance and prayer. Yes. Right? So it's like
0: That's right. It's that's like, right. Cause that's, that's right. really that's, good.
1: that's been my fight with Brian. Not literally, but like that's been like my tension with Brian that I've tried to advocate for is I'm disinterested in just, like, talking about something horrible just to, like, you know, say, like, this sucks for no reason. It's, like, I really just want to feel like I'm not alone in this human experience. Mm -hmm. And then I want – and then I'm ready to, like, move forward and, like, find perseverance. Yeah. But I want to process externally, right, because I'm an external processor with my husband. Yeah. And so I want to process externally – so that we can get to that place of prayer and perseverance. Yeah, But it's been, that's just been hard with like tension because that, that like for me to authentically share how I'm feeling, Yeah, that's like not, that's pretty foreign. Yeah. You know, and it can feel like, whoa, that's a, maybe you need to fix. You need to, to go talk to somebody, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know but it's good so i just feel like the lord is going to help us yeah learn how to flesh these things out
0: i do too yeah and it's you know when i think about it it's for our boys it's for our it's for us it's for us first it's, and then it's for our boys and then as our and hopefully boys a go, daughter in the future yes and then yeah as our, our children all when all said and done our children then go on to you know get married. They're able to pass these things down to their families. And like, I really do like I really do have a desire for it to be very spoken, very overt what the values of our family are. And so like just for just to let you guys know, we're we're planning on doing like a values weekend values trip. We don't have it scheduled yet, but we will be doing it. Um, probably after soon. we
1: move into our house yeah
0: maybe hopefully we can do it before if not after but i mean we're 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 having the conversation about values but we'll have a follow-up episode yeah. where we yeah. where we talk to you about what what we've come up with as our family values yeah um as our concrete family values because we haven't updated it in a while i know that our first family values were like honor respect generosity mm-hmm. and kindness um and you know it'll probably be along like similar along those lines but you know, we're really excited about this journey of really making it concrete and really doing something special um, as we raise our boys and as we continue on in our marriage journey.
1: Yeah. I you wanna know my dream dream? What's that? My dream dream is that we the Lord is able to like help us form like a template. Yes. Just by to help people leading us. Yeah. And I would love to host like conferences and like retreats, yeah, like a week, a, a family values retreat. Yes, you know, and there's like morning sessions where we lead people through, like, you know, going through those steps. Yeah, that would just be so cool because that's oh, that our heart. So cool. That's my heart. That's why we're talking about this. Is like I, I want families to thrive. I want whoever's listening, I want your family to thrive. Yeah. I want your family to thrive. And I want, I want your, I want in your heart of hearts, your desired outcome to be that, to actually manifest. Yeah. Right. And I just, I know it, it will not come without intentionality. It just won't. And so these are tools to bring forth what's in your heart. Yeah. And I just hope this sparks a conversation with your spouse. And if you're not married, You know, I just hope this just like inspires you to plan even before that season, because I think that narrows down the kind of man or woman you would want to marry. Yeah. If you know the family values that you desire to have, like that's a great like guide for you when looking for a spouse. So I just think this conversation can benefit so many.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to continue this conversation. Um, As we continue to uh, develop ours and as we continue to get more education about what it looks like to build a strong family unit. So you want to pray?
1: I would love to pray. Yes, Lord, I just I just thank you for your brilliant idea of family. I thank you, Lord, for the brilliant idea of marriage and the brilliant idea of being fruitful and multiplying having kids. Lord, I just pray for the prosperity of the family unit. Um, I pray that the family unit would thrive. I pray that the family unit would be strong. I pray that above all else, they would serve you. And I pray that you would just pour out your wisdom and inspiration of what the family could be because you created it, it was your idea. And so inspire us, Lord, and lead us to the practical ways to implement um, strong values that will, will build strong families. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.